And once again, welcome to another edition of Fitness for All. I'm your host, Cam Jenkins. And on this episode, we have Asata McKenzie. Asata, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Asata, uh, can you maybe start off by telling uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. Well, I'm a fitness professional and I've been in the fitness industry, both commercial, corporate and um, city and municipal, um, probably for just over 15 years without aging myself. (laughs) And I've I've been in different, I've been in different um, areas of of fitness from group fitness uh, classes to corporate classes to online uh, classes to print media, so a bit of Chatelaine and uh, fitness editorials and modeling, uh, to uh, some television. So I've been a fitness expert on the Stephen and Chris show, uh, Breakfast Television, and uh, City Line as well. Very nice. And mm-hmm. can you maybe talk a little bit about how your fitness journey started and how you got into fitness? Oh, absolutely. It's a quick story. I met a guy. I fell in love. Um, every time we looked into each, other, into each other's eyes, we said, oh, I love you. Let's go for dinner. So we started to eat a lot of fast food. Uh, this was uh, really good, I thought, until uh, my clothes started to shrink. And I was like, why are my clothes shrinking? He started to get a pot belly, and I thought that was cute. And then I started to get a pot belly, and I thought that wasn't cute. So he said, let's go to the gym. And I said, that's fine. Uh, we went to the weight room and I couldn't remember my reps and sets. So it's, every time he'd say, well, how many reps are left? And I'd be like, I don't know. He'd be like, then you got to start from the beginning. I was like, this is not fun. So I made an excuse uh, to leave, uh, followed the music in this gym and saw people moving weirdly to uh, fitness music. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I can do that. That looks so easy. Took the training. It wasn't easy. Uh, but I really, really loved it, and I got rid of the boyfriend at the time and got a new career. That's how it started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a quick story, and it all started yeah, yeah. from <laughs> It all started from, yeah, it all started from a relationship. But seriously, I'm trying to be funny, but seriously, um, what also happened within that story that I just kind of missed was that at one point I was walking home, and I thought someone was following me, and I started to move faster, and they started to move faster, and, you know, faster, faster. So I finally got the courage to turn around and say, get away from me. And it was just my butt. So my butt grew so big that I thought someone was following me. And then that's when I actually decided to get a new career because it was rough. Fair enough. And (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to say to that. (laughs) Should I laugh? Should I not laugh? Awkward moment. Sorry. I just pulled a bad joke. Um, seriously, I've always had a love of fitness uh, since uh, grade school. I ran track, cheerleading, gymnastics, all that stuff. So honestly, when I really did discover uh, fitness, group fitness uh, later and later in life, in air quotes, uh, uh, I really did it really did get drawn to it. So there's truth in all that, those bad stories. But the truth is I really wanted to um, improve my own fitness. And I thought by improving my own fitness, I could be an example for other women. Uh, uh, other women and other people of color out there and just everyone, whoever, whoever I touched uh, or got to meet in my classes and so on. I just really want to be an example. And that's the true story without any <laughs> jokes as to why. <laughs> no jokes are good on the podcast. I didn't know if I should go down that route. <laughs> no worries. No worries. You can cut all that out if you need to. You have my permission. No. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> no, that's not going to be edited because that's probably going to be the best part of this podcast. <laughs> Oh, funny. 
So uh, being a person of color, uh, you talked yes. a little bit about that. Yes. Um, what does it mean to you to be a person of color? And has that affected you in any way, shape or form, um, be it your personal life or uh, your professional life in, you know, helping other people uh, gain their fitness? Oh, that's a great question. Um, specifically, I'm a black woman. So being a person of color um, and a black woman in Canada and Toronto specifically, it's a unique experience, I would think, because there aren't in my experience, there's not a lot of people that look like me, uh, especially in the fitness conferences I go to, the trainings that I attend, um, the meetings I attend, the tables that I sit at. Um, and I'm not sitting at any high level tables. Um, I'm mostly frontline and that's fine because I really do have a passion for fitness and movement. But I guess what it means is that sometimes I find myself in spaces like I said, where no one looks like me, uh, no one thinks like me. Um, and sometimes that's a good thing because I bring a unique experience um, and a unique perspective to things. I'll never ever forget what it's like to be a newbie and I'll never forget what it's like to be um, othered or feel like I'm on the outside. I'm not saying that I've never felt welcomed in these spaces mm -hmm. in my career, but I'm saying that um, it's always apparent that, uh, yeah, that there's not a lot of people that look like me. So that sometimes means that I feel second guessed. Sometimes I feel the opposite. I feel like um, if, if one of the organizations has a question about how to involve black people, I always, I am almost having to, <laughs> having to uh, speak on behalf of the whole race. And that's not cool. Cause I can't obviously, our experiences are different. So I think I find myself explaining myself sometimes. I find myself second guessing myself. I find myself um, just being unique in, in both good and bad ways. If that's a good summary. summary. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Certainly is yeah. a great way to explain it. Um, mm -hmm. With the way that the world is changing, and I really hope that it is changing after what happened, mm -hmm. um, how do you see the world changing, um, you know, five, ten years from now? Um, and how are you yourself uh, going to change it? Hmm. A good question. Um, you're saying after what happened, I hope that you're referring to the recent police shootings and the riots and and the more importantly, the protests that have come out uh, have started as a result. And if that's what you're referring to, uh, then yeah, is that okay? Good. Then what I see is changing is more of a magnifying glass. Racism, brutality, police brutality specifically, has always been happening. I feel like it. it the difference is that now there are more video cameras happening out there to capture it a little differently. Um, I, 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 I hope I don't see a, what's happening. I think I can only hope for the for better. I hope for change, and I hope for um, more uh, people like yourself uh, using whatever power you have, whatever privilege you might have, to shine a light on injustices that are happening and then we continue to sign that light and and the personal is political but if you don't want to 
you know, see it as political, then that's fine. Um, just in whatever capacity, whatever lane that you find yourself in, my lane is fitness, your lane is podcasting, um, whatever <laughs> lane you find yourself in, um, say something, say something, care, and, um, and use your voice in whatever way you can. That's what I hope to see. Hope to see more people voicing it uh, and not pretending. You know, I remember at one, being in one, uh, <clears throat> in one of my trainings and someone saying to me, you know, I don't even notice that you're black. I don't even see color. And I thought, I used to think that was a good thing, but it's not because I am black and I don't want to not be seen. I don't want to be uh, the invisible, visible minority in the room. I want to be seen. I want to be acknowledged. And then from there, we can move on. Uh, and I think that's the better thing. So see and care, more seeing, more caring, and more speaking out is what I really hope for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, my opinion on it is that uh, we can only change our actions. We can't change yes. anyone else's actions. So um, right. if you can't speak up and be an ally uh, towards Black Lives Matter, and for me, um, you know, I have a disability. So being an ally for disability, uh, or disabled people, uh, you know, that's all you can do is you can, uh, as you said, eloquently um, have a voice and speak your truth. So absolutely. Thanks, Kim. Yeah, well said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, getting back to the uh, fitness uh, part. Yes, um, yes. Uh, what is it that you enjoy the most, um, like the type of fitness that you do? Mm -hmm. I think what I enjoy the most is that it's so multifaceted. What I enjoy the most is that 15, 20 years ago, um, I couldn't confidently say to someone, I'm a fitness professional, because what does that mean? Um, I had an ex-partner say to me, how do you teach fitness? It doesn't make any sense. You can't teach people to exercise. He, he literally said it didn't make any sense. And I was just like, but you just don't understand what we're doing here. What we're doing is so important. We're influencing, we're changing lives, we're um, educating. I'm a movement educator. Um, I think what I like most about my uh, fitness is uh, my career is that I'm doing so many things that I didn't think I could do. So I'm also an educator. I didn't mention that. I'm also a faculty member at Guelph Humber College teaching uh, students how to teach group fitness, teaching them the benefits of health and wellness as well. And I'm doing this without a master's and doing this, I've got a bachelor, but I'm doing this without a PhD. Um, my experience in the industry is so vast that I was invited to be a faculty member and I'm so proud of that. Um, so yeah, I think in summary, <laughs> what I like about my career is that there's so many different things. Even working with Liebert Fitness is never something that I thought I'd ever be able to do. So I got to model for him for the for the company, and I got to actually meet the inventor of, of many of the Liebert products, and I got to um, work on video uh, shoots with him and other uh, big names in the fitness industry. So pretty pretty freaking lucky. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm, I believe the inventor that you're speaking of is Mark Liebert. And, the one uh, and only. The one and only. Yes, he uh, is a pretty special guy to a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah. you can't say much more about him than that. Yeah, he's, he's so special to me. And I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm so, yeah, I'm so blessed to, to know him and to, uh, yeah, to be able to call him a friend is pretty cool. Absolutely. Now, there's a, a lot of different ways to train people, and yes. I know um, you specifically like to do Zumba. Yes, I do like to do Zumba. 
And why did you choose that over uh, some of the other ways that you could uh, train people or get people healthy? Oh, okay. Well, I'm choosing that in addition to other things. So I also teach Pilates, group fitness, yoga, uh, yoga meditation, yoga nidra. I teach HIIT training. I teach, um, what else do I teach? Everything under the sun except for aqua fitness. So I've got a really, I've got a really vast uh, background, uh, BOSU, TRX, all the Liebert uh, systems. Uh, so I teach a variety of things, but why I chose to choose, why I chose Zumba for my online uh, uh, classes during uh, the lockdown is because it was one of the um, funnest ways that I could build community. It was uh, quick. Uh, the, the Zumba company, the Zumba brand allowed uh us to teach without any extra licensings or any extra money. And I also, at the beginning of the lockdown of, of COVID and the quarantine, I didn't feel, com I personally didn't feel comfortable um, monetizing what I do uh, right away. So I taught for free. And so Zumba was one of the fastest things I could do online and for free. That's why I chose it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And what was the first um, how do you say it, uh, way that you train people? Um, was it the hit system? Was it, um, was it the Zumba or like when you first started out, um, how did you train people? Did you have a, like a certain technique? Mm, sorry, Cam, do you mean started out in the industry or started out in online teaching? Um, in the industry, like when you oh. first started Oh, yeah. So when I first started out, it was totally group fitness, group fitness only, lots of marching on the spot, lots of squats, lots of lunges, and then more marching on the spot. <laughs> so I chose that because of the group element. I was also trained as a, I'm also trained as a personal trainer, but I'm also I'm very drawn to group fitness and a group, a small group personal training. And it's again, that community element. It's the variety of people that I get to work with in one space. Um, I chose it because um, music was always uh, a factor and I really liked the, the music aspect to it as well. I like to sort of allow people to feel like they are, you know, like a, like a, like a parent might, or yeah, like a mother or a father might uh, put uh, broccoli in a smoothie to trick kids into drinking or eating, getting their vegetables. Oh, I feel yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm using music and the group uh, mentality to take away from the um, intimidation factor when it comes to, to fitness. And I personally was very intimidated by the weight room. I was very intimidated by a lot of things in the group fitness industry, again, being um, one of few black people in the industry where I was. So I had to make it fun. I had to take that element of of, of, of um frustration or intimidation away and music really really helps with that oh absolutely it does i know mm -hmm. that uh, when i go in for uh, one of mark's classes um well his music you know it's a little bit off to be quite honest <laughs> yeah i love his music variety he's got a sweet <laughs> taste in music yeah yeah you know, it's a little bit too much and we were just the other day actually so uh, he doesn't like, it, doesn't like his music but uh yeah whatever you know for different folks so yeah that's right <laughs> um, what are some other ways that uh, you motivate people um, to get them to work out? Or do you find that they just always have it within themselves to be able to go there and to uh, work out or to show up online for one of your Zumba classes? 
Great question. Uh, motivation changes with the day. And uh, so online has given me a chance to remember. I always do this, but I'm doing this a little more now, which is checking in in the beginning with how people are feeling. And then from the check-in, I decide right there on the spot what the warm-up is going to be and what the vibe of the class is going to be. So sometimes in my mind, I want to have a really high intensity, no breaks, just go for it, sweaty, lots of jumping. And then from the check-in, if I'm feeling that people are feeling fatigued or people are feeling a little frustrated, I'll sort of ease into it um, and sort of you know, change the vibe of the class. So we're going to do a little less jumping. We're going to have a little more of a hit style in a Zumba class where you have a high intensity, high energy song followed by a lower energy, lower intensity song and back and forth. So lots of checking in uh, changes the way uh, motivation happens depending on the group. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say um, you've learned uh, over the years of uh, doing um, small group training or just exercising in period, what's something that you've learned over these years that you can take and, you know, teach other people or just, you know, what you've taught yourself? Good, great question. Over the years, I've learned that the best made plans are, uh, are, are just that, plans, but they can always change. And uh, being a group fitness instructor has definitely helped with my improv skills and my ability to uh, use a variety of not only motivational techniques, but um, a, a variety of coaching techniques, the ability to communicate with people, not just verbally, but um, non-verbally, uh, to talk to my kinesthetic learners, uh, to talk to people in, in different ways uh, on different days. Uh, is definitely what I've learned. Uh, and every day is different is what I've learned. Even if you're working with the same group, uh, every workout can be different. And to be really open with that, uh, this concept of staying in the moment uh, is one that I've really come to appreciate as a group fitness instructor. Again, every class, every moment is different. Uh, no matter what plans you have, uh, someone may show up and, and not be able to do it. And you want to have that group feeling without people feeling isolated or intimidated. So, yeah, lots of, lots of improv is what I've learned. Absolutely. And that shows your, um, your gift for wanting to get everyone to join and everyone to do it and be inclusive. Yes, um, yes. How have you, uh, can you give an example of how you've been adaptable in the past for someone that can't necessarily do something? Um, a great example, uh, a couple of examples are pregnancies and minor injuries. So ankle issues, knee issues, back issues can often happen in a class. So always having, <clears throat> excuse me, always having in mind uh, what uh, the progression and regression of an exercise is but also watching my language as well. So instead of calling an exercise uh, harder, easier, I'll say hard, harder, and hardest. And knowing what my group might need in a moment, uh, scanning the room, uh, I can start with always the hard. You guys, this is gonna be a hard exercise. We are doing push-ups on the knees. And this is hard because you know, you're using your upper body. More muscles are working than you think. You're not just using your arms. You wanna make this hard exercise even harder then we're taking it to the toes. You, We can take the feet wide. You want to make it the hardest option? Okay, here comes one-handed push-ups. Now, this is a silly example, like an extreme example, but I hope it illustrates the fact that um, 
uh, you need to have a good understanding of exercise physiology and, and, and anatomy to be able to make the changes that need to be made on the spot. Is, is that a good answer? Is that clear? It, you know what? That Any answer is a perfect answer. <laughs> what you're feeling, and that's what it is at the end of the day. So um, every answer is a perfect answer if that's how the way you feel. Great. Thank you. I was just wondering if it made sense to you, my answer. Yeah, yes. no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So what is next for Asata? Be it the next year, five years? What's next for you? Ooh, um, with the COVID happening, I really am afraid to say what's next because I don't know uh, what. So I guess I can hope that in the next year, I just continue to discover where I go next. A lot of my work has been by, uh, by word of mouth. Um, so I just, I hope to continue to have an open mind and be open to whatever opportunities come my way. And a lot of really cool opportunities have come my way. I'm also a, uh, wellness professional I have a diploma in fitness and health promotion and so I maybe I'll be doing a lot more health promotion and a lot more corporate work than uh, commercial and I hope to be doing a lot more online and virtual fitness and uh, remote fitness classes I'm still an educator I'm still teaching for Guelph Humber College so I hope to be teaching remotely for them as well that's amazing mm -hmm. and Asada if anyone wants to be able to reach out to you and to be able to take your classes, be it personal training or your Zumba, how can they reach out to you? Oh, please, please, please follow me on Instagram, uh, Asata McKenzie on Instagram. It'll show up as Satalata Fitness. Oh, one more thing I do, Cam. I'm also yeah. a, a CamFit Pro Pro trainer. And so if anybody in the world wants to know how to teach group fitness in general and just enjoy the options of uh, the world of group fitness and take it wherever you want to. I'm a pro trainer for Campit Pro, so definitely contact me for that. Uh, so Facebook, I'm Asata McKenzie, and Instagram is my favorite. I'm Satellata Fitness. And for Twitter, I am Asata, A-S-S-A-T-A underscore uh, on Twitter. Perfect. Yeah. And since you did m mention the Campit Pro, um, how do you become a CanFit Pro trainer and mm -hmm. how do you train other people mm -hmm. to be trained? Right, great. So um, as a CanFit Pro Pro trainer, I applied and from there, uh, they take your experience in mind. You have to audition, so to speak, uh, with a video of yourself teaching, uh, not just uh, teaching theory, but also teaching like physically teaching. And from there, if you're accepted, then uh, they give you course curriculum, and then you're able to shape the curriculum to meet uh, your personality and your uh, your experience as well. And then uh, again, because of the quarantine, I am teaching uh, online classes only. So you have the option to teach face-to-face uh, -face or online, and I'm using Zoom as my platform for teaching um, online classes. Amazing. <laughs> Well, Sata, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about fitness, but also about the uh, Black Lives Matter. And I think that's yes. very important in today's uh, world as well. So uh, before I let you go, um, is yes. there any other message that you want to get out there to the world? 
Black Lives Matter, uh, they've always mattered, and all Black Lives Matter is the message that I want to get out there. Perfect. Thank well, you so much, yeah. Kim. You're more than welcome, and I certainly mm-hmm. hope to have you on the podcast again. Thank you. I'd love that. You have a great day. You too. Bye now.